we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. As believers, we will all face various tests. Anybody in here ever been tested? Anybody in here going through a test right now? Well, that's, that's just the life of a believer. As believers, we will all face various tests. James teaches that our approach to testing should be what? Joyous. Because God has allowed it for a reason. Now, this scripture, a lot of people don't like it. Because James is saying, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, that, that's just not a joyous time. So he, 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 he wants you to rejoice in those times. But when he's saying rejoice, you know, when we hear joyous and rejoice, we automatically think about the organ bumping and somebody cutting a step. That's not what he's saying. You ain't nobody going through uh, diverse temptation. What I was got to look at you like that. Say, brother, quit looking at me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's not what he's saying. No, no. He said, just be thankful. Just, just, just be thankful even in the midst of temptation. You be grateful. You be thankful unto the Lord even when you're in it. Amen. Because if you're in it, that means you're human. And it means you're like Christ because Christ was in a temptation. Amen. We all going to go through temptation. But many times we make our load heavier because we fail these tests. And with that failure comes grief and guilt. Anybody ever failed, failed a test? You feel pretty miserable, don't you? Yeah. How many of you felt like God was going to kill you? That's a real Christian. When you're scared of God just killing you. <laughs> that means you in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I watch some things people do. I'm like, oh, man, I just know lightning would strike me dead if I tried to do that. I'm scared to do that. Amen. Certain people I'm not going to be around because I don't want the lightning that's going to hit them, some of it to hit me. You get on over there and do that, bro. Mm-mm. But 2 Corinthians 79 says, Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. So Paul wrote a letter to them that was so hardcore it made them all feel bad. And they felt sorry and, and, and sorrowful. And Paul was glad. He said, I'm glad I made you feel like that because it's, I wasn't glad that, I'm not glad that you were sorry. I'm glad that the sorrow led to you repenting. So there's nothing wrong with be feeling bad when you do bad. Amen. Or when you hear the word on Sundays, you feel crummy. You should if it's going to lead to repentance. Amen. And that's, what, that's all he's saying. He said, for you were made sorry after a godly manner. So it was a godly manner that did it. So a lot of times our, our load is heavy because we fail tests and different things. But after you fail it or whatever, you feel bad. That's good. Now you'll repent. And won't do that again. Amen. Black Friday shoppers. Oh, yes, Lord. Yeah, you went, you went, thought you had someone else's uh, bank account. <laughs> Amen. Now, just because you don't have to pay cash for it don't mean you can afford it. Amen. Oh, but I'm going to make payments. I mean, the, the payment's just $100. Yeah, but you, at the end of the month, you $50 short. Every month. Don't, don't, you, don't, don't, don't you fall for the okie doke and the commercials. 
You sit right there. Ooh, they got TV? You sit right there. Watching your TV that you have to turn the knob on. You turn that knob. Got the big body TV. You watch the big body, the big back. We watched it and we okay. That's all we had was the big back. We'd have the big back on the floor with the little big back on top. Because the big back didn't work. It was a stand. You could put the little TV, flowers, hold your keys. Yep, Uno, card, dominoes, all your games. You had room for everything on that TV. But watch out, Black Friday shoppers, because White Saturday is, is the next day. <laughs> that sun going to come up. And when that sun, when that sun come up, <laughs> you make no decisions in one day like that. Amen. You repent to God. Lord, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. I was going to watch the Apostle Paul movie. That's why I got it, Lord, so it could enrich me. Watch the DVD. True fine hip hop. No, don't sell it to the Lord like that. If you can't afford it, you don't get it. Amen. But quit doing that every year. Every year you in trouble this time of year. You dreading it. Oh, I hate when December comes. Man, I do crazy stuff. When it... God wants us to count it all joy when we are tested because this represents our faith and hope in him to see us through these trials. So he wants you to count it all joy because don't forget he's still God. He's brought you through before. He's going to bring you through this. Yes. Amen. You get down and just, oh, I don't know what to do. God is like, you don't know what to do? Really? Amen. What happened to my fruits? What happened to the fruits of the spirit? What happened to the word? Amen. What happened to me supplying all your needs according to my riches and glory? What happened to cast all your cares on me because I care for you? What happened to in all thy ways acknowledge me and I'll tell you what to do. So he's wondering why you in such despair. You should be counting the joy because now you can just come to me. We'll work this out. First Peter 4 and 13. But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So now you're getting to partake in his sufferings. So when his glory is revealed... You, 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 you'll be there too with exceeding joy. Amen? So we want to make sure that we rejoice. We count it all joy, even though it's hard. And I've been through some hard stuff. Anybody been through some hard stuff? It gets hard. Sometimes you start wondering if you save enough to even talk to the Lord. Anybody been there? I've been there. Amen. You just wonder, Lord, is this it? This the one? Is this the big one? But God wants you to count it all joy when you're tested like that. Amen? Amen? The true definition of patience, most people don't even know what patience means. But the definition is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. That's patience. To be able to tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. 
James says it like this, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Work it. It messes with your patience. It's teaching you something. It's making your patience work for you so that you can tolerate delay, trouble, and suffering, and you're not angry or upset about it. Trials teach us how to wait and to exhibit the right posture while waiting. So sometimes when you don't have patience, trials come to force you to have patience. Yeah, God is like, we're going to do this one way or the other. We, we, we got two ways we can do this. Amen. You can sit and wait on me and learn it that way, or you can force my hand where I force you to wait on me. That means you're going to do dumb stuff that's going to get you in trouble, and I'm going to have to come, and then you're still going to have to wait. Now you got to wait with baggage because you couldn't wait. Amen. That's what Abraham did. God said, just wait. She's going to have a baby. When she started getting older and older, he's like, Lord, she's looking a little, she looking a little old. Man, she had the bright idea. Well, go on, take the little young girl in there. Y'all have a baby. Now you done messed everything up, Abraham. You brought opposition to yourself and to the seed that I promised you. Because you couldn't wait. Amen. Because, you know, the, uh, uh, God is going to keep testing you to make sure you learn patience. Because you can't be saved without patience. Uh-oh. No, you, you're going to backslide if you don't have patience. I, I'm the type, I decided, you know what? I'd rather just catch the Lord now instead of catching him on the back end. That's just my motto. Let me, let me just do it right right now. I'll just wait. We'll just wait. As a church, these elders know, we'll just, we'll just wait. But some stuff we're just going to wait on. Amen. We ain't getting out before God. We're not going to beat God to it. Because I've learned that it's best to wait. Amen. You young marriages. Can I talk to the young married folks? It's best to wait. You single folks, single women, it's best to wait. And you know what I'm talking about. All right. Amen. Single men, it's best to get married. Amen. Because the longer you wait, you're going to mess up, doc. But trials teach us how to wait and to exhibit the right posture. So not only are you learning to wait, but God is working on your character. So you won't be asking him for stuff all the time. That's not the right posture. God don't want your prayers to be made up of what you need and want all the time. The more we learn how to wait on God, guess what? The more content we become. God is teaching you contentment by not giving you stuff. Because as long as you discontent, you're going to sin. Discontent, folks, sin. That means you're not satisfied with the way things are. The more we learn how to wait on God, the more content we become. Luke 21 and 19, in your patience, ye shall what? With your soul. In your patience. That's how you're going to make it over. That's how your soul going to look back and wonder how I got over. I don't know if that's a real thing and that's really going to happen, but it's a nice song. Yeah, because patience is going to. You're going to win your soul because you waited. Folks that don't wait lose their soul. 
What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? He should have waited. When we are content, listen to this, we give little room for the enemy to tempt us. Oh, I just, see, this is too simple for somebody. When we are content, we give little room for the enemy to tempt us. People that give in to temptation already had that lust in them. Man, I'll preach this right here. We are tempted when we have lust for things that we do not have or have enough of. So when you don't have enough of it or you do not have it and you lusting for it, that's where the temptation comes. That's why you're tempted by it. I don't have no weed. And I don't want none. I don't smoke weed. So somebody brings some weed in here. I ain't tempted. Weed's not in me. Amen. I know everybody can't amen, but I will. Amen. Amen. I like the natural color of my lips. You know, your lips gonna tell it. You ain't hiding the lips. You gonna be charred. You gonna have the escargot lips. You you, you can't get around that. I know you've been smoking it, brother. Amen. I just like black lip liner. You try to, uh, yours is naturally lined. You put the lipstick in the middle of it. (laughs) Why they try to fool us, man? They know. We know what you've been doing. Amen. Quit smoking. Look at somebody say, quit smoking weed. You can't be saved and smoke weed. Oh, it's natural. It's but it's it's natural. Boo boo is natural. They don't see you collecting that. Get out of here. Coming to me. Oh, it's natural. It's of the earth. I mean, what the what? Like something is not from the earth. If it ain't from the earth, it's alien. What are you talking about? But it's from the earth. Everything's from the earth. Are you crazy? What's not from the earth? Ain't nobody starting from zero and making anything. There's only one being that can do that. And that's God. James 1 and 4. But every man is tempted when he is what? Drawn away of what? Whose lust? Whose lust? His, oh, that means you are already lusting, or the lust was already there for you to even be tempted. Amen. 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 Folks making their loads heavy. We got young folks on, I mean, in their 20s on sedatives and, and all kind of prescription medications. For anxiety and rapid heart rate and I mean all of these things that used to affect folks when they were much older why are these young folks going through because excess they can't carry the load that they're putting on themselves it's too heavy God never meant for you to do that God ain't never meant for a man to be 30 and 35 years old without a wife he said he need help. So that dude has carried a load that he wasn't built to carry. God didn't create no independent woman either. Oh, Lord, Lord. 
Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Mm. Ain't no independent woman in the Bible. So are you going to keep operating outside of God's order and think ain't nothing going to happen to you? I don't understand. And then they come to me once they 50 and all these years have passed. Man, I've been telling you all these years what to do. You didn't do it. Seems like God just blesses you because I believe in his creation. I believe in his order. I believe in everything he says in the Bible. I believe all of it. So I'm going to do what it says in the Bible because I believe I'm going to be blessed if I do it his way. That's it. No exceptions. His way only. I don't care who don't like it. You think I care what folks think? I can't care what folks think. I have to care what the Lord thinks. So I got to do it his way. I'm not running from his. Why would I run from his way and then look up 20 years later and wish I'd done it differently? That's ridiculous. Why not just do it differently now? What am I going to get for that? Yeah, but God's way is the, look at somebody say it's the only way. That's what's wrong. Folks trying to do it that way, man, you can't change God's way. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of what he wants. You sat up. Somebody put that discontentment in you. You decided to be discontent and wanted that. Now you got a problem lusting after it and being tempted by it. Patience allows us to be what? Entire wanting for nothing. The more we learn to wait, the more we learn to do without certain things. You want to deal with discontentment? Wait. The longer you wait, the more you just learn to do it out. James said, let patience do its thing. Let patience have a perfect word. Let patience do what patience is supposed to do. That way you can be perfect and what? Entire. When something is entire, it's complete. Wanting what? Nothing. You let patience have his work. What you thought you wanted, you don't want anymore. What you thought was worth it, you come to find out it's not. God will sometimes have you wait so you can watch somebody else that didn't wait for the exact same thing. Then you see what happened to them and you're like, man, I'm glad I waited. That's what I do with this music industry, Jack. I be watching my friends. Oh, he ain't walking right. He ain't walking like he used to. Oh, he got that sheen. You know, they get that sheen. Like somebody just buffed him. Brother, you're looking a little crispy. Glad I waited. James said, let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. It also puts things into perspective for us. What is important to God becomes important to us once the work of patience is complete. So patience is here to teach you what's important to God. That wasn't even important to God. First Peter 4 and 1 says, For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with what? The same mind, for he hath suffered in the flesh and ceased from sin. So we're supposed to have the same mind of Christ. So what's important to Christ needs to be important to us. Amen. Not to say you can't have good things. I mean, it's okay to have a TV if you can afford it. You can't afford it. Read books. You need to do that anyway. You need to practice your reading. Amen. I can tell by the way you communicate. You don't read. How you doing, brother? 
Our load is much lighter when we learn how to wait on God and not what? Get ahead of him. Y'all, that's, do you know that's like the major problem in the body of Christ? Folk get so far ahead of God that they can't even get back to where he wants them. Well, y'all don't get the emails I get. Oh, Lord, I feel like Jonah every day. Every day I feel like Jonah. Lord, tell me, talk to him. Sometimes my wife speaks to me. You, you just go on and talk to him. Because I'll be like, no! We ain't going to listen. He should have listened. Like the old folks say, no better for him. Because they all coming back now, man. The older I get, they all coming back. Every day is a different person. Remember me, man, you gave me that word. You told me that I need to, and I know I didn't do it, man, but man, I, man, I got this problem now. And I'll be like, can't you listen? Bye. But I have to talk, I have to, <laughs> I have to deal with them because that's what I'm called to do. So, you know, I, 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 I have to do it. But I'm wondering, dude, you done got so far ahead of God now. Dude, you can't even see where to start, how, how to restart this thing. Y'all better listen. Amen. Quit going. Look at somebody say, quit going ahead of God. Quit going ahead of God. Everything in your head you can't do. You have to ask God. And don't think just because it's comfortable, it's the Lord. Because that could be temporary. That could be a comfortable season. Our load is much lighter when we learn how to wait on God and not get ahead of him. Psalms. 37 and 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, what's going to happen? They shall what? Those that wait. Evildoers are going to be cut off. You know what an evildoer is? An evildoer isn't somebody walking around shanking folks. I don't know why when we think evil, it's always somebody got stabbed or murdered or something bad, somebody uh, 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 fornicating, committing adultery. That's, that's evil to us. We don't, that's because we don't understand how God, God sees evil as things that defy him. So if you defy the plan of God, that's evil. God tell you to do something, you do it your way instead, you just did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the Bible. So the evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall do what? Inherit the earth. Summary! Amen. That was a good message, huh? Amen. Amen. Somebody's jaws is tight. They don't want to clap. Many of the heavy loads we carry are self-inflicted. You doing it your way. You picked out the plan for your life based on societal norms, and you decided to go for it. Those are self-inflicted loads. That you are carrying. So you're going to have to self-medicate. In order to carry. Whether by discontentment or bad decisions. We can make our loads heavy. But many times we are being tested by God. To help us become more patient. So that we will consider our decisions. And deal with our what? Discontentment. Y'all know around this time of year. I'm going to always deal with the discontentment. Amen. Y'all be affecting the church when y'all go to them Black Fridays. <laughs> Brother, your giving has kind of fell off. Well, we got a lot of gifts this year. 
Hmm, I see that new car out there. Black Friday deal. You don't buy no car on Black Friday. <laughs> you get that deal any day. You get any car deal any day. Y'all know that, right? But they giving out incentives. Tens of thousands in incentives. They'll do that any day. Any day you walk in there. Write down what you saw and go in there and tell them you want it. They're going to go back in that finance department and take some money from something else and put it in there in place of it and give you those incentives. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do all those. <laughs> Amen. I know what I'm talking about. You know, people cover their ears up. They don't even want to hear that. Folks don't want to even hear what an interest rate is. I don't want to know what it is, man. I just want to see if I qualify. That's Negronomics right there. Somebody took a course. Yes, of course. That's straight from niggerdom. <laughs> you went in there and just <laughs> went in there, <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for the finance guy. He went out there smoking cigarettes. Uh, He come back in there, you. Brother, I got some good news. You qualified. Oh, not him. Oh, oh. Yeah, hey, baby, we got it. We got it. We got it. 32% interest. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about that, man. Just give me the keys. Brother, you done bought two cars. You, you didn't just qualify for one. You bought two cars. You can only drive one. You bought one for yourself and one for the dealership. <laughs> you gave them their car back. You know, when you wait, I'm going to tell you what happens when you wait. And we've had this happen even in here with, you know, Brother Eddie sell houses and different ones in here do things. When you wait, even they'll tell you, when you wait, other deals start coming. Like the right deal starts coming. Like when you, that first deal is usually the devil. That's right. Now, I'm a, I'm a bring what's right, folks, that's been through this. The, that first deal is usually Satan. He want to see if you're going to take it. Come on. Oh, that's what he did. To, are you better than Jesus? Because on the mount, the temptation on the mountain, he tempted Jesus with everything Jesus was already going to get. Jesus didn't take the first deal. He waited for the real deal. Hey, man, look at somebody and say, wait for the real deal. Man, if you just wait. Lessons on patience are long and hard. But they are meant to clean our hearts and purge them of the desires that shouldn't be there. Patience lessons. They purge our hearts. We must allow this process to be completed so we can get to the wanting for nothing state. Listen to me, y'all. There is a that's a real thing. Wanting for nothing. Do you know what it means to want for nothing? That means you can go out and get whatever you want. Look at somebody, what? Because I want a lot of things, then you're not there. See, that's the trick. When you get there, you don't want nothing. <laughs> Man, I'm preaching in this house today. Amen. 
in this state, all we desire is God's plan. That's it. If it don't fit in God's plan, I don't want it. It's going to mess everything up. That's the wanting for nothing state. When you don't want for anything that's going to mess up God's plan. We begin to make better decisions and remain content with what we have and who we are. Our load becomes what? Lighter. And our walk becomes what? Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Everyone stand. Renew their strength. That's basically saying after all you've been through, you keep waiting, it's all coming back. All the strength you expelled, all the time you waited, all the stuff that you put out, it's coming back. If you wait on the Lord, he's going to renew, make it new again by you waiting. I thank God I can stand up in a church. This is a dream of mine. It's what I always saw when God showed me that I would be pastoring or whatever, and he showed me in front of people preaching. I wanted to make sure that what I had to say was not just the truth, but it was my own reality. That's big for me. Like, I don't want to get up here and sell you something that I, I, I haven't bought. I see too many folks doing that. I don't want to sell y'all something that's not in the Bible, and I don't want to sell you something that I myself can't accept. I want to give you a real testimony and a, 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 of it actually happening when I'm preaching it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Amen. This waiting process, I had to do it, and I did it. The majority of the things when I was younger that I said no to, I have in excess now. And I'm not saying that bragging or nothing. Y'all know me better than that. I, I, I get whatever I want now. I mean, that's just the way God wanted. But he had me wait. And I listened to him, and I just did. Not that you're going to have, you know, I'm not telling you, oh, if I wait, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying whatever it is a part of your plan that God has for you, if you wait on him in the right posture of doing things his way, you can't just wait without doing things his way. If you do that, you're going to get it. You're going to get what he has for you. You think he's going to do you wrong? He doesn't do that. But the one thing he needs from you more than anything else is consistency. Can you be constant? When the storm comes, can you be constant? When temptation comes, can you be constant? Can your life line up with the word 100%? If you can do that and wait on him, you'll mount up with wings as an eagle. You'll run and not be weary. You'll walk and no longer You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.